Welcome to this week's Daily Info Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. This week I've got bears, Berlin and a barbecue. I've got Alice, beer and carnivals. Well, I've got some archery and acrobatics. Um, we should mention that our wine competition is now closed, thanks to everyone who sent in your entries of what Oxford would be if it were a wine. They were very thoughtful. Uh, we have chosen winners, so congratulations to them. And you can still get tickets for the Oxford Wine Festival, which is happening in August and has loads of good uh, sessions going on. You can find out all about wines and have some nice tasters and get get a little bit squiffy if, if you want to. But anyway, so that is now closed. So thanks to everyone for that. But let's start with our Oxford fact for the week, which this week Emma has brought to us. Um, yeah, basically, what with it being so sunny, I thought maybe do a meteorological fact this week. So, this week's fact is, Oxford has never had a month without rain. To be honest, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's still, like, it's cool when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, it rains a lot. Yeah. Although, I should add the caveat that when I say okay. never had rain, I mean never since 1881 when the Radcliffe Meteorological Station was established. Okay. So there might have been at some point, but, but just pre-1881. Maybe this month. Yeah. It's going to be the month. Um, well, it's roughly sort of 31 degrees this week. Um, the highest temperature in Oxford was recorded in August 2003 with 35.6 degrees. Wow. Um, but the interesting thing is lowest temperature ever recorded was minus 16.6. In Oxford? Yeah. W- what year do you think that was? I mean, I'm going to say way back, like 1800s, right? 1982. Whoa. Oh. That's not long ago. No. It was cold. Well... Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that, that concludes your Oxford fact for this week. <laughs> weather happens. Weather happens. It's a weather disaster. Well, so this is the interesting thing between weather and climate. So climate is long-term, weather is short-term. Right. Um, so it's an interesting... Well, subjectively, some people find it interesting. At what point do you decide that weather has become climate? I mean, some people find that interesting, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Small subset, but I'm one of them. Cool. Well, let's move on to our first event of the week then. This is happening tomorrow night at the Cellar at 8pm. It's a gig being put on by Bear on a Bicycle, who are an independent record label and other thing in Oxford. I mean, I say that just because they do sort of uh, clothing and other hipster arty things as well. So, you know, that kind of broad term for record label. But no, they they are really good and they're a really nice bunch of people. And their band, uh, Waltz in the Shallow End, are going to be playing at the cellar tomorrow to launch their new EP. And they're going to be uh, supported by Motherhood, who are not an Oxford band, but are still very good. It was actually Bear and Bicycle's third birthday on Sunday. So happy birthday to them for last weekend. So it's a nice big week of celebrations for them, really. Uh, Waltz and Shallowen, the band, the band that's playing at the cellar tomorrow night, are actually funded by Truck Store. So it's a whole local community vibe going on, and it should be a really nice feel down at the cellar tomorrow night. Uh, if you want to know what their music is like, it's kind of boppy, poppy 50s rock. Uh, you may have heard the singer Jordan O'Shea, um, who's the founder of Bear on a Bicycle, 
mellow, melty lyrics and vocals and things like that, if that gives you any idea of what you're going to hear. Uh, Motherhood as well, quite similar. Um, they sound really cool. So this is the Waltz in the Shallow End gig tomorrow night at the cellar at 8pm and it costs £5. And from Bears on Bicycles to Men on Horses. Mm. Uh, so tomorrow between 2 and 3pm at the East Oxford Community Classic Centre there's going to be a Roman Cavalry reenactment show. It's completely free and it's part of a two-day history event, Return of the Romans, which runs over both Thursday and Friday and will feature talks on local Roman history by Dr Philippa Watson and Jane Harrison, a range of themed stalls and activities such as face painting, mosaics, uh, jug and shield design, uh, plus an appearance by the author Caroline Lawrence, who you might know as the author of the Roman Mysteries series of uh, historical fiction for kids. Um, given the sun, it's going to be quite a nice outdoor event, and the cavalry show is actually going to be by professional reenactors. Well, they, they describe themselves as expert reenactors. Um, and their website says that they're going to be showing various types of horses used in the cavalry, uh, the weapons and armour, and what they describe as the best horse archery in the country. Horse archery? Yeah, I, I assume horseback archery right. rather than... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite interesting actually that although the Romans, are, well, the Roman army is usually associated with infantry, they actually had three different types of cavalry. Um, so they had alares, which were basically on the alleys or, or wings of the army. Um, they had the cataphracts, or heavy cavalry, which was horses and men in armour. So that's where all the sort of horse armour comes from. And the third type of Roman cavalry was actually um, dromedarii, who were on camels. Um, so this was in the sort of late Roman Empire when they had a lot of desert provinces. And they also discovered that other horses are scared of the smell of camels. If they knew they were going up against an army with horses, um, they would bring camels. So what about their own horses? Yeah. Do they just keep the units separate then? Um, that's a very good question. And um, what about the camp? Like, Well, I yeah. know that some armies had problems with when they tried to use elephants in battle. The elephants would get spooked by other elephants and just stampede. <laughs> because, no, no, because there are Indian elephants and African elephants. Uh, yeah. oh. and, you know, I mean, basically the Romans thought they were all the same. Are they going to have camels tomorrow? Um, unfortunately not, but they will have horses and the chance to make your own shields and swords. Oh, that's amazing. And all in just an hour as well. Um, or is it longer than that? I mean, it does sound like quite a lot to fit in, yeah. doesn't it? Mm. I'm so annoyed it's in the middle of the day as well, because I really want to go, and it's yeah. in working hours, so um, they should sort They do actually out. have a couple of evening lectures on. Okay. Um, I think the 6th and 7th of July, but I don't know for sure, so I would check that online. Okay. Um, so to recap, um, the cavalry demonstration will be between 2 and 3pm tomorrow at the East Oxford Community Classic Centre. No camels. <laughs> Okay, well, moving on to Friday now. Like a Chemist from Canada is at the Sheldonian on Friday evening, 7.30pm. This is a play by Lewis Owens based on the story of Shostakovich and Poulenc's visit to Oxford. They visited so that Shostakovich could get his honorary doctorate in music and while they were here they stayed with Sir Isaiah and Lady Berlin. So the play is based on actual telegrams between uh, Shostakovich and Sir Isaiah, and Owens published these just, I guess, as they were in 2004, and then later made them into a play. So it's, I think, going to be quite funny, um, because, well, uh, Sir Isaiah is known for his speech and things like that. He was a really good speaker, and I think um, his writing and his language is, is quite witty and, or quite well put anyway. And then there's this cultural clash between him and the other stuffy Oxford dons and uh, the Russian composers, basically, and how 
how they uh, clash over Telegram, if that's possible. But anyway, so I think it's going to be quite funny. It's also going to contain the music of Shostakovich and Poulenc as well, which is a big thumbs up from me. It's produced by Admission UK, who are an educational advisory body. I think you can go to them if you need help with your applications for undergrad or postgrad. You probably have to pay them, though. This play looks like it's going to be really interesting. It's the first time it's put on as well. This is its first run of it. So, um, yeah, go along and, and see what it's all about. It's nice that it's coming to Oxford as well, this group based in London. But um, obviously the story is set in Oxford and uh, Berlin, when he was just 23, was elected a prize fellow at All Souls, which is the one that's hard to get into, isn't it? You basically can't. So, yeah, um, he's got a lot of basis in Oxford. Um, he was then the president of the Aristotelian Society um, and played a crucial role in founding Wolfson College. Mm. So lots of, lots of Oxford-based things in this play. Um, so this is Like a Chemist from Canada. It's at the Sheldonian on Friday evening at 7.30 and tickets cost between 15 and 20 pounds. Um, from one Oxford Don to another, this Saturday marks the 150th anniversary of the publication of Alice in Wonderland, which was published first here in Oxford. To celebrate the anniversary, the Story Museum has been organising a very special festival which will be taking place all around Oxford. I spoke to David Gibb, Marketing and Communications Officer at the Story Museum, about what has been planned and how you can be Alice for a day. What's happening on the day? So there's loads happening on the day. Uh, we have a uh, lobster quadrille, which is a mass participation dance and song at the Natural History Museum at half past twelve. So if you'd like to come along and do some singing and some dancing with everybody, that's going to be really fantastic. We've got a live band and big choirs, and it's going to be it's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, we're also so, uh, assembling 150 um, Alice's at the Story Museum in the morning. So 150 Alice's celebrate 150 years. So we're encouraging people to come and dress up and be Alice and come to the courtyard for us at the Story Museum, where there'll be a big photo shoot and a cutting of a cake and then all the Alice's are going over to Christchurch as well so there'll be a photo opportunity there. We have a food market, the, uh, the uh, pig and pepper food market at the Oxford Castle. There's also talks and plays going on uh, and we also have some Japanese uh, art and prints which have come specially over from Japan for us which are being hung all over the city at the railway station as well so look out for those, they're going to be amazing. Oh that sounds excellent. So for the 150 Alice's, what's the criteria? So uh, the kind of simple answer is there is no criteria. It doesn't matter how old you are, um, how young you are, uh, whether you're kind of what gender you are or anything like that. All we're looking is for someone who really loves Alice in Wonderland and who wants to come and celebrate with us. So it can be any kind of costume as well. It can be in your interpretation of Alice. So it can be a dress, it can be trousers, it can be dungarees, it can be whatever you think Alice is to you. We want people to be creative and make it their own and really have fun with it because that's the whole point of the book. Yeah, quite right. <laughs> so am I right in thinking there's a story trail going around the city centre? Yes, so for this year we have recreated the uh, 12 chapters of the book mm -hmm. um, and every single um, chapter is represented in a venue in Oxford. Um, so uh, basically on our map and guide which you'll find online and also on the day you'll be kind of distributed from all over the city you'll be able to see the chapters so for example we have the pig and pepper food market um, and we have the pool of tears the story museum so you can uh, technically you can see all the chapters across the city I would say that I think you'd be quite hard pushed to do all 12 in one day um, but certainly um, you can experience the whole book kind of throughout the day Listen to the Oxcast Extra for the full interview, including some more obscure Alice in Wonderland facts. 
Most activities at the festival are totally free and entry for children to the Alice's Day Story Museum exhibition is free, but unfortunately adults have to pay. And we've also got an Alice Day page up on our site at the moment, which you can go and have a look at if you want to find all the events that are happening over the weekend and especially on Saturday. Remember to like our Facebook page, our Twitter and our Instagram. All of them are Daily Info Oxford. And if you need a computer um, in order to use that social media, you can check out the Daily Info sales pages. But let's move on to some more events now. Uh, what have you got for us for Sunday, Emma? Right, this Sunday at 7pm, the New Theatre are hosting the Spotlight Variety Show. Now, essentially, Spotlight offers the chance for children to perform on large professional stages. So it'll be a mixture of dance, musical theatre, possibly a bit of acrobatics, all performed by people who haven't yet sat their GCSEs. Um, so, yeah, um, tickets are 23.40 plus booking fees, and the show begins at 7pm on Sunday at the New Theatre. Well, if you want something else to do on Sunday, there are loads of things going on at the White Hart in Wolvercote. Well, not actually at, at the pub, but uh, over in Whiteham, you can join in to a charity cricket match, which is free to enter. So I think there's a little disclaimer on their website saying that the cricket might not be top-notch. They can't guarantee quality players. But, I mean, that's the point. You can go get involved in that. Also at the cricket, you can get strawberry cream teas and other refreshments, courtesy of St Giles Cafe. And there'll be other fun and games going on if you don't like cricket like I don't. So then in the evening, you can move over to the White Hart from 6pm, although some uh, sites are saying 6.30, so I don't know, get there at 6pm to be sure, I suppose. Um, there's going to be a barbecue and a paella supper and a summer sports quiz hosted by Will Gompert from the BBC. So that, I'm told, has quite a lot of good prizes to be won during the quiz. Um, and the food sounds really good as well. If you want to go to that, entry is £12.50 per person. So that gets you uh, all the food all night. And then entry to the quiz, where you might get a good prize. So you could definitely get your money back. Um, and all the proceeds are going to the Leonard Cheshire Home for Disability in Burkett, which is near Abingdon. Um, and this is uh, a leading charity uh, supporting disabled people. So it sounds a bit pricey, but you are getting food, a quiz and giving money to charity. So it's all for a good cause. And if you want to go along, you probably can just go, but it's also advised to email the White Heart. And that's info at whiteheartwhitem.com or you can ring them on Oxford 244372 to reserve your ticket. Moving on now. This Sunday daytime, the Cali Road Carnival is starting at 12pm. Well, events are starting at 12pm. And this year's theme is Creating Our Future to reflect Oxford Brooks' role in the future aspirations of young people during their 150th anniversary year. The processions are going to be totally fossil fuel free and they start at 1.30 from the plane and at the moment there are almost 800 participants and they'll be led by the Brooks mascot Brookie, local schools, tribal belly dancers and bands including lots of salsa bands it seems. There'll be lots of bands and performances happening at the Cowley Retreat, the Black Swan, the Cape of Good Hope. Mansell Garden Stage is hosting Dr Longitude's Marvellous Imaginary Menagerie. Other activities include Body and Soul Garden, so you can do some Tai Chi in the middle of the festival. 
There's the Brook Zone with lots of fun activities. And new for 2015, there's the California Beach at the Hobgoblin Car Park stage. So there'll be sand, palm trees, deck chairs and a skate ramp. There'll be lots of stools for charities and food and drinks and other trusts. I'd recommend checking out our Cowley Road Carnival event page and the website for more details. I've never actually been to the Cowley Road Carnival. Really? No. Well, this year, yeah. come along. Because we'll be up year. here watching the procession go past. If you want to come along and wave to us up in our office, <laughs> then you can. Uh, we're also a sponsor of the carnival this year, which is very nice. Um, and I think that the Young Women's Music Project might be singing, or someone from there, or connected to there, might be singing on one of the stage. So that'll be nice. If you've, if you've enjoyed the jingle that you've heard on this podcast, then listen out for them at the carnival as well. Um, it's important to note that they're still looking for volunteers to collect donations and steward the procession. If you become a volunteer, you get free travel if you're using Stagecoach. And you'll be treated to a meal at Cowley Road's The First Floor Restaurant. Miss Oxfordshire has already signed up, so if that's any sort of incentive. And you you get a t-shirt, I think. Excellent. That's cool. Right, well, Cowley Road Carnival, we'll see you there. But let's do our Shakespeare of the Week now. We're doing an outdoor Shakespeare pretty much every week in the podcast because there are just loads going on now that it's summer. Our one for this week is Romeo and Juliet, which starts at the Castle Courtyard on Monday and runs until the 18th of July. Uh, it's at 7pm on Monday and tickets are £15 or £13 concessions. This is a Tom Hawk Theatre production. So they are an Oxford-based company. You may have heard of them before. They've done a production every year, pretty much. They've done Twelfth Night, A Midsummer Night's Dream, Macbeth. They did Romeo and Juliet back in 2012 as well. Uh, we have a review of that on our site, and there's several more online that you can find. All very praising, so I think this is a good, consistent company to go and see. You can buy a picnic when you get down at the Castle Courtyard as well for 8 95 It looks like a good deal. You get a sandwich, some crisps, some wine, another kind of drink. But anyway, the Castle Courtyard is a, it's a nice place to hold it, especially if the weather holds out. So if you can get along to see it for opening night on Monday, otherwise you've got a couple of weeks to see it if you'd like to. And for more outdoor theatre, it's perhaps worth mentioning that OUDS, the University Dramatic Society, are previewing their national tour show um, next weekend. Um, It's a fast-paced production of Jules Verne's Around the World in 80 Days, with eight actors portraying 39 characters over five continents. And they're previewing the show in Oxford before moving on to the Buxton and Edinburgh Fringes. Uh, You can catch it between the 10th and 12th of July in St John's College Gardens. It's on at 2pm on the 10th and 11th, or at 1.30 on the 12th. But for more outdoor events, I think Katie's got something for us. So, as you know, today there are highs of 31 degrees. It is baking hot and it is the perfect time of year to go out and enjoy a beer in a beer garden. So, I've pulled out some pubs from our food and drinks page and here are a few. In the city itself, we've got the Anchor Inn, the Turf Tavern, Chester Arms, Head of the River. Just outside of the city, we've got the Library Pub, Butcher's Arms, White Hart and the G Drop Inn in Summertown. And right outside of the city, we've got the Fox Inn in Burford and Boars Hill, the Perch and the Trout. I want to know, where's your favourite pub garden? Well, it depends. I mean, after work, probably the star of the library, especially as the library do food as well. Mm. So that's always nice for a, for a garden beer. But, I mean, the Perch... Yeah. If you're going to do the trek, you're going to go to the it's perch. It's beautiful, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
Um, I have to admit, I'm basically the perch because I just treat Port Meadow as the garden. Yeah, mm, that's so, true. Yeah. yeah, perch is very nice. Uh, we've actually got a review of the perch um, on our site, which is the first one since they came under new management, so check that out as well. And you can find other reviews on our site as well, of theatre, cinema, we've got some Garsington reviews up there, a couple of us went along to that, so some opera as well. Uh, anything you might want to uh, find out if it's any good that's going on in Oxford, have a look there. For more facts about weather, um, you can find an entire page about the highs, lows, wettest and darkest points in Oxford history. <laughs> uh, literally darkest. Um, that's on our weather page, which you can find at the drop-down menu at the top of the page. And for all the latest jobs offered in Oxford, check out our jobs page. And remember to follow us on Twitter. We're at Daily Info Oxford. Find us and like us on Facebook by searching for Daily Info Oxford and follow us on Instagram at Daily Info Oxford as well. And now we've got uh, the jingle from the Young Women's Music Project to play us out. Daily, daily, daily info. Daily, daily, daily info. Daily, daily, daily info.